July weekend. I was in Dallas, Texas. We went to go visit my wife's family. Their uncle and aunt are Holy Ghost-filled people. And I'm on my way to Dallas, God says, you're going to have an encounter with me. I was like, Lord, I'm trying to go for vacation, God. But how many know that when he's doing a work in your life, you got to be obedient to him? And I remember when I got there every single night, the, the three nights that I was there, it was nothing but the word of God, prayer, and God revealing himself. Fourth of July weekend, I was sitting at the pool. They were having a get-together. And within that get-together, a lot of members from their church just started to come. Of course, I'm from Beeville, Texas. Didn't know anybody from there. But now I got another more family over there. Amen? And I remember I was sitting by the pool, just sitting there, and God says, just, God says start praying. I said, man, God, here we go. Started praying. Lord, I'm praying. And as I was praying, this man came and sat next to me. He goes, I was told to talk to you. Oh, all right. So he sat right next to me by the pool. Started telling me everything that he was going through and what his son was going through and how his son had just left the things of God. How his son ended up in a rehab, he ended a drug addict and everything else. And you got to understand, there's like almost 12 couples that were there. And I remember after we were done talking, it was getting time to eat. And as I walked into the, back into the house, hardly anybody was eating. Why? Because God was preparing it already. And I remember I told my wife's uncle, I said, I need to put on some worship because I need to pray for some people. And I remember, as we started to worship God, I called that couple up to the front right there. See, church, you can have church anywhere. doesn't matter where you are. You can have church. And I remember that we started to pray, and we started speaking in unknown tongues. And the Spirit of God just started to fall in that place. And I remember I was just being obedient to the Lord, and I just started to prophesy over them. And I remember I telling them, I said, by the end of this year, your, young, your son is going to be serving God again. Remember, I got a phone call several weeks later. Their son was in a rehab, drug addict. Demon possesses what the father was selling me. He did so much to the parents, but they never stopped loving him. And I remember I got that phone call, and they told me, our son has accepted Christ into his life again. God is doing a new thing in his life. And they said he has returned back to his first love, which is Christ. See, sir, sometimes God's going to put you in a position to where, Lord, should I say it or should I not say it? But church, when you're obedient to God and when you listen to the voice of God, God will come through and he will, he will, he will answer them. 
And I remember we just started praying inside them. We started praying. I just started, all 12 couples, we just started praying, lay hands on, speaking life into them, telling them, you know what, it's going to be all right. He's going to make a way. See, church, there's one thing that I want to share with you, and I'm not here to put not, nobody down, but one of the f- couples that was there, there's this one of the men I was talking to, and he goes, you know what, I make so much a year. And he goes, my life, he goes, my family is destroyed. I have a son that's going to prison. He goes, and money can't even save him. So I'm Richard, I'm going to pray for you right now. So I started to pray for him. And the Spirit of God just came upon him. Nothing special about me, church. It's about, it's about him. Making myself available to him. After we had, after everybody had made a big old circle and they dismissed and just, everybody was leaving. My, my wife's uncle, he goes, what just happened here? I scratched my head while he scratched his head. And I remember that night I was, I went into the pool. And of course, you could see fireworks all over the place. And in my spirit, those five represented that the angels were rejoicing because somebody got saved. Somebody got saved. God brought deliverance to somebody's life. God healed somebody's marriage. God healed somebody's son. Glory. So church, remember one thing. Let me get into my message. But one thing. Remember that the mantle revival is upon you. So wherever you go, the presence of God is with you. He is with you. Sometimes it might seem like, oh, man, God, where are you? He's there. Call upon him. Call upon him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God is good. I got to say this, but if anybody's going on vacation... Just remember the mental revival is upon you. You can never stop doing God's work, amen? You can't stop doing God's work. You can't stop. Even though you might want to go relax somewhere, God says, I'm going to use you. It's like, a, like a, Elder Cocha this morning, Elder Martinez was talking about, Lord, I don't want to preach in English. But he really knew that God was telling him, you're going to preach in English. Amen. And even though I might not say, Lord, I don't want to. I just want to go on vacation. No, God says, I'm going to use you. Amen. The book of Matthew. Book of Matthew chapter 8. I entitled the message tonight. Save us, Lord. Save us. Matthew chapter 8, verse 24. 
Let's, let's start with verse 23. When he got into the boat, the disciples followed him. The disciples followed him. How many of us are followers of Jesus Christ? Amen. So we're on the boat with him. Okay? 24. And behold, there rose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being covered with waves, but Jesus himself was asleep. My God. Think about it, church. A storm arose in the middle of the sea, but Jesus was asleep. That just tells me that he was, he was human, 100% human. He was tired. Because if you read on from the, from the verses before that he was going to village, he was, he was praying for demon-possessed people and delivering them and everything. So the Bible says that while the waves were coming over the boat, Jesus was asleep. Amen? 25. And they came to him and woke him up saying, save us, Lord, for we are perishing. Verse 26. He said to them, why are you afraid? You men of little faith. Then he got up, rebuked the winds and the seas, and they became perfectly calm. Amen. They became perfectly calm. So you got to understand one thing. His disciples got on the boat with him. And then a, a storm arose. Tossing the boat back and forth. But the Savior was asleep. Amen. See, when I was studying this. See, God just started showing me a lot of things that a lot of times that we, as we follow him as Christians, as we follow him, as we get onto the boat with him, and then we say, Lord, you are guiding us. You are guiding us through this. You are guiding us to that. We are pretty much on the boat with him. So wherever he goes, we go. Amen? How many times has there been in our Christian life, in our Christian walk, where storms have come in? Where storms have, have, have arose in our lives and we're saying, God, where are you? Lord, where are you? God, why am I going through this? Why is this happening? Why is my family like this? Why is my finances like this? And you might say, man, Lord, where are you? You're thinking, right? The Bible says that he was asleep. But how many of you know that he's omnipresent all the time? So in other words, he was there. He was there and Lord church, me understand one thing that when you are going through a storm in your life, when things don't look right, he's there with you. How many can testify to that, that I've been through things and I said, Lord, you know what? I need you. Because I know there's been many times in my life that he has come through for me. And I'm like, Lord, where are you? Why am I going through this? And God says, I am there. God says, where are you? Church, where are you? In other words, where's your faith? Where's your faith in God? Verse 27. Then the men were amazed and said, 
What kind of man is this that even the winds and the seas obey him? Who do you say he is? I asked you that question just a while ago. Who do you say he is? See, the disciples were here were saying that he is. Who is this man? That even the, the waves and the seas obey his command. Church, he is the creator of the universe. He is the creator of your soul. Amen? But I love it so much when the part says that Jesus was asleep. Amen? So we can go in another part of the Bible where it talks about in the book of Matthew, chapter, let me see here. See, what I want to talk about right now is about your faith in God. Amen? I mean, we have to have strong faith in God. Our faith has to be strong in him. The book of Matthew chapter 7. Verse 24 says, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be, may be, be compared to the wise man who builds his house on the rock. Verse 25 says, And then when the rains fall and the floods come and the winds blow, and smash against the house, yet it will not fall, for it has, its foundation is on the rock. See, church, when, when, when storms come into our life, what is your foundation? Is your foundation in God? Or if you keep on reading, is your foundation in sand that when the winds come and the waves come, it's going to knock your house down? Church, your foundation needs to be strong in God. Amen? We have to have a strong foundation in God. So no matter what storm comes to our life, no matter what, what, what comes against us, our foundation is in Christ. Our foundation is in Jesus. Amen? Because why? Because we cannot be moved when, he, when we are standing upon the rock, which is Jesus. How many of you stand on the rock tonight? How many of you stand on that rock and say, you know what, despite of, despite of what comes to my life, I am standing upon the rock, which is Jesus Christ. See, I, I, I strongly believe that the enemy has, has attacked several of you guys' marriage. He has attacked your family. He has attacked everything that he can. But the thing is, some of you have persevered. You have stood through the storm. You have stood, you have stood your ground and said, you know what, you cannot defeat me. Because I am standing upon you, God, which you are my rock. And I have seen at the altar how the Lord has come and touched several of you. And the Lord has delivered some of you. And I know what some of you have gone through because I received phone calls. But you know what? The beautiful thing is, is that when he brings deliverance to your life, amen, when he puts everything back into order, when everything was lost. See, right now I know some of you are dealing with your sons not being saved or a family member not being saved. But you know what? Don't stop. Give, don't give up. You stand upon the rock, which is Christ, and the salvation would come to their lives. Amen? How many of you have faith like that? How many of you have faith that you can sell that mountain to move and it shall be moved? 
that mountain shall be moved. Amen. He said to them, why are you afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the seas, and they became perfectly calm. In times as this, our faith must arise. We must have faith no matter what comes to our life. We will not be shaken. See, and as I was studying this, the Lord brought another passage to my mind, to my heart. Book of Matthew, chapter 14. When I was reading this, it just showed me that Jesus always did a lot of traveling by boat. On a donkey, but also by boat. Amen. Matthew chapter 14. See, another passage, we just finished the disciples saying, Who is this man that even the storms and the winds obey him? But let's go to Matthew chapter 14, verse 33. See, in this passage right here, let me just give you a brief of what's happening. Jesus was on the boats. He dismissed the crowds, told the disciples to cross. Another storm arose. They saw Jesus. They said it was a ghost. They saw him walking on the water. Peter says, if Lord, if that's you, command me to walk on the waters. Peter got on the water. What happened? He took his eyes off Jesus. He started to sink. The Lord saved him, rescued him. See, but this time, as I was reading from chapter... What was that? Chapter, chapter 8 to chapter 14 says, I'm pretty sure that these men started to understand and know who Jesus was. Amen? Verse 33 says, And those who were with him in the boat worshipped him, saying, You are certainly God's son. See, if you go back and you read it, on, 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 uh, on verse 27 it says, They asked the question, Who is this man? But on Matthew chapter 14, verse 30 says, certainly he is a son of God. He is a son of God, church. He's the calmer of the storms in your life. So remember, next time Jesus tells you, follow me, you might go on a journey on a boat in the spiritual. Amen? But remember, He's there with you. Despite of what you go through, he is there with you. And I know a lot of times storms do arise in your life. Young people, I know storms arise in your life. But you know what? Your hope and your trust is in Christ. Your foundation is him. We got to be like the wise. Our foundation is in Jesus. Amen? We can't be foolish and, and built on sand. Why? See, church, it's, this, is, this is the way I think. It may sound funny to some of you, 
But this is the way I think. When I think of a storm, this course is something that I might have seen on TV, I might have seen somewhere. For instance, just, just say a tornado, whatever, right? I see the destruction that anything that gets in its path, you know, it pretty much demolishes whatever gets in its path, right? So when I think about that and when I see a storm that comes up in my life, I'm looking at it, either I can let this thing destroy my life or I can stand my ground knowing that the Lord is going to take care of me. So when I look at that, I'm like, hmm. Or I see a storm on TV when they talk about all kinds of things. But my foundation is in Christ. So I know that when something comes into my life, I know where I'm going to stand. I know who my foundation is. I know there may be times that I'm going to go through things. Church, there's going to be times where you're going to go through things. but it's going to make you grow in the Lord. It's going to make you depend on him. How many of you want to grow in the Lord? How many of you want to have a strong foundation? How many of you want to just stand against anything the enemy has thrown against you? I know there's times, church, where the battle, it's going to be hard. And sometimes you're going to have to fight some of them battles. But always remember who's standing behind you when you're fighting them battles. And there's some times that he just gonna, he's going to have to take over that battle. And when he's taking over that battle, you should find yourself at the altar, strengthening yourself again. So that when you go out there, you are strong again in him. Amen? My God. Surely he is a son. Church, I leave you with this. Who is he to you? Who is he? Who is he to you? See, some, tonight, some of you, your faith might be shaken. Some of you might be struggling. Some of you are just ready for another battle. And church, get ready. Get ready, church. The altar is sacred. Amen. With all heads bowed tonight. Church, I left you with that answer, with that question is, who is he to you? What is he to you? Church, do you know him? Do you know what can happen in worship? Do you know what can happen out to altar? See, in some of you tonight, you might find yourself in that same boat with Jesus. And things may not look like how you want them to look like. 
Some of you, your relationship with Christ is not what you think, what it should be like. Why? Because some of us have been like Peter. We have taken our eyes off the Savior. We have taken our eyes off Jesus. And some of you right now, your faith is shaky. Tonight, church, tonight, tonight, I, I feel with all my heart that the Lord is going to allow several of you to feel the fullness of his glory, the fullness of his spirit. Some of you have longed to be in that presence of God. And some of you used to be in that presence of God. But understand one thing, church, that he's with you. Wherever you go, he is with you. Church, and I don't want to open up this altar. For anyone that just wants to get into the presence of God, because in the presence of God, transformation can happen. In the presence of God, he can restore your spirit. He can restore your faith.